Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Home Podcast. I'm Michelle here with Allison. Um, today we just wanted to record um, a short little thing, but it may go longer than we expect about re- the revival that we're seeing. Yeah, this is um, not really a planned episode. Michelle and I were talking earlier on the phone about the Asbury revival. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages on my Instagram account asking what my thoughts and opinion are um, regarding this revival. And I was talking to Michelle about it and it was both laid on our hearts to come on here and publicly share our discernment and our thoughts on what's happening with the revival. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that. And if the Lord leads us to talk about something else, then we'll do that too. Yeah. So today is Thursday and yesterday marked one week that this revival has been going on. Um, I guess it started the previous Wednesday in their regular morning chapel service. And there was a little sermon on repentance and confession. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is the students went from there and they were praying and worshiping. um, And it's never stopped. Right. And um, I had a couple of friends that had friends and family there and they were local to that area. Um, and so I was talking personally with a couple of people that were kind of on quote unquote, the inside there, and they were sharing some of those beautiful, just testimonies. Um, I had shared a couple with Michelle and both of us responded with, we felt the presence of the Holy spirit, just as we were reading their words from their experience there. And so, um, I kept in contact with those friends over the next couple of days, you know, just checking in. Um, And they said it was beautiful. I mean, it started very, very small. I don't know what the exact number, Um, but yeah, there were like two people up on stage um, (laughs) just like singing and playing the guitar, maybe the piano, I think. Um, But it just never stopped. It wasn't like it necessarily turned into anything big and grand. It was just, it didn't cease. Um, now, being a week later, it's gained national attention. People are traveling from all over to come to Asbury. Um, we have a mutual friend that went there over the weekend, actually, and she said that they had opened up two more buildings, I think. To yeah. like hold the overflow. Um, and so once it garnered national attention, I started hearing a lot of negative stuff, you know, like, oh, this is manufactured. This is emotionalism. You know, the word NAR was, you know, being thrown around all of that. Mm-hmm. And as I was hearing people talk about that, like with that perspective, I got really I don't want to say angry, almost defensive of it, I think, Um, because I want us in this day and age, in this time in which we're living, to get used to seeing the move of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like so many people are so quick to dismiss it. And I don't understand, especially as Christians, why we are dismissing this and not celebrating this not praying into it, not interceding for the people that are involved. And um, it's really, 
oh, it's been discouraging to me just to see that response because I feel like I'm seeing that more now than us Christians really cheering for and rooting for these college kids that are going to experience the presence of God. Yeah. Yeah. That was my exact feeling when I um, saw it and you and I have like a, I guess she's more your Instagram friend and she posted Mm -hmm. about that's where I first saw it was that I think Wednesday evening. So that very Mm -hmm. same day. I just immediately felt excitement because I think so many of us have felt that there is a spirit of revival that has been happening within the body over the past three years and specifically the past several months, just that the sickness and the heaviness and the weight of his spirit has just blanketed so many. And Mm -hmm. in our little church, that we attend, we are having wonderful outbreaks of his spirit moving through our church. And so I have, that has been one of my prayers since 2020, when we all were locked in our, our homes and we knew that this world was getting turned upside down. It was my prayer, Lord, send your Holy spirit. We need you. And Mm -hmm. he's spoken to many of us to tell us to get ready to prepare. And we have been warring in prayer and battling and and seeking and asking him to pour out his spirit like never before all the gifts. And so when I see something like this, that they seemed somber and really reverent to the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a bunch of hooping and hollering and trying to rev up a feeling of emotion. Mm -hmm. I was um, excited for them. I actually Mm -hmm. felt the Lord looking mm-hmm. at these videos of them and I said, pour it on them, Amen. pour it on them, God. That like, should be our prayer. Yeah. That should be what we are pleading for is to let whoever is there experience the power of your spirit and your love and your redemption. That should be our prayer. It's our calling as brothers and sisters in Christ to pray into that and to fervently hope for that. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it too, is we were talking about this earlier, um, that they're saying it's non-denominational as in this is not led by like a Baptist church or a Pentecostal Mm -hmm. church. This is at a college where you have young people from every walk of life, every ethnicity, every Mm -hmm. denominational background, just purely wholeheartedly in truth, maybe not all of them, Mm -hmm. but it seems and feels like they're just worshiping the Lord. They're confessing their sins. They're coming to the Lord and he's blessing it. Mm -hmm. I think I, I don't understand where the problem is. I don't understand the remarks of, we don't need to worry about the revival at that place, or we don't need to worry about what might the Lord might be moving in California. No, I want to know. I want to rejoice in it because we are all part of the same body. Absolutely. We are his bride. I want it poured out. I believe it's going to be poured out from the top of her head to the, to her feet. Mm -hmm. We're, we're to be unified, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, we were Michelle and I listened to uh, the Remnant Radio podcast or 
I mean, they're on YouTube also. Um, and we can, maybe we can link that like on our page here with this podcast episode, but, um, they did a good little review of it. Um, I don't know. I know Josh was there. I don't think was Miller there. Did he say he was there anyway? Um, but they also have friends that are there. You know, these are theological guys, like they're pretty well known, you know, in their field. And, um, they were saying even people that were coming that were trying to like add emotion and, and rile it up a little bit were very quickly and respectfully told, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. We are going to keep it calm and organized and we're going to let the Holy Spirit move. We do not want a lot of fuss and loudness and um, a manufactured emotion, you know, we want it to stay pure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that speaks to, I don't know, just the goodness of God's people and um, those who are really, truly grateful for this move and this spark, because it is, it's a spark. And where I'm at about an hour and a half away, there's a little Christian college campus. And I heard just last night from um, a woman that I go to church with that it was beginning there too. And you know what, if people are in my little tiny college town an hour away saying, we want to happen here, what happened at Asbury, then so be it. You know what I mean? The spirit will move as the spirit moves. Like we're not going to manufacture it or stifle it. Like if God wants to allow these little mini revivals to just spark all over the place, yeah, then go for it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right. And so, and I'll be like, I'm always talking about testing the spirits, using your discernment, be careful, you know, don't get bamboozled. Don't, don't get tricked or deceived. But you have to be careful. How do I say this? You can't let your cynicism get the best of you. And you have to know what it is that you can't be deceived by. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, we want to be really careful with biblical teachings and all of that. Um, But maybe we ought not to be so cynical about the move of the Holy Spirit. I had someone message me this morning and she said, Allison, I really want to know what your thoughts are. Um, because I think this is really great what's happening with the revival, but I just don't want to be deceived. And I just, I replied to her because she said, what are your thoughts? And I said, I'm going to answer your question with another question. Why would the enemy be bringing together believers in one place to worship God? Yeah. He has nothing to gain from that. Absolutely nothing to gain. Yeah. And there's a fine line between doubt and fear Mm -hmm. and I've battled this myself it's probably a very huge weak point for me and I share it with you all the time that when the Holy Spirit wants to move in my life and pour out gifts of his spirit I test it took so much probably too much sometimes that I start to doubt and then I start to fear was this real or not and then I'm robbed of what God is trying to do in my life. So yes, test every spirit and, you know, make sure, but, um, we just also, faith is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 
why would the enemy want to bring together people all over this nation to come see a move of his spirit and to be singing his praises and confessing sins and yeah. And I keep thinking you're talking about us wanting and desiring the same thing. That's a good thing to want. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow night at our church, there's a youth rally that's already been scheduled for months. And I keep thinking to myself, it's for the young people. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. doubt if the Holy spirit doesn't have them praying all night long and Saturday Mm -hmm. we have plans. And I'm thinking, what if Saturday evening I have to cancel our plans? Like I'm anticipating a great move of the spirit. And I've been saying you and I, Allison, we talk all the time about revival Mm -hmm. and expecting to see, um, just those gifts to present themselves again, like amazing things, healings. We talk about Luca being healed and Mm I am praying for Isaac to be healed of type one diabetes. And I'm, I am just waiting. Mm -hmm. I believe it. We should be, you know, and so often we are distracted with the darkness of this world, especially lately. This world has been crazy for the last week. So heavy and so dark. And don't you think this revival is, such a bright light in the midst of all of this darkness that's happening. And that should excite us and that should give us hope and it should edify our faith even more. Um, So man, I think this is a, it is a good thing. It is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I was, um, I know we talked about this the other day, Michelle, but I'm trying to remember it was probably about a month ago. I stumbled upon a David Wilkerson uh, sermon mm-hmm. in which he gave a prophetic word. Um, and he spoke on a lot, like he mm-hmm. covered a lot of different things. And it was probably, I think it was from the early seventies mm-hmm. um, that he gave this word. But part of it was that a time is coming when the youth are going to be just swallowed up by confusion. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And they're going to rebel against their parents. They're going to be rebel against the church. They're going to be confused. It was so interesting. He used that word confused over and over and over again as he was speaking about the youth. And I remember taking note of it because I was thinking that's exactly what we're seeing right now. All of these lost, confused youth. They don't even know if they're male or female, or if they're human even, you know, and I just said, gosh, the spirit of confusion has just really gotten a hold of them. And he said, but while this is happening on the opposite end of the spectrum, you're going to have this mighty wave of revival that's going to start with the youth. It's going to start there and it's going to spark and it's going to grow and it's just going to consume like wildfire. So Mm -hmm. while you have a terrible falling away, essentially, you're going to have an amazing move within that generation. And I've been thinking about that word just all week long when I see pictures and videos of this revival. And, um, oh, I think that's what we should be praying for for our youth, our churches. Yeah. They need it for what, you know, the way the world's going and what we can just, I mean, we can see what they're probably going to have to face. Yeah. And they need the unction and that fullness of his spirit all over them working in their life. Yep. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I am too. 
It gives you new excitement to go to church, honestly. Yeah. You know? We had a really beautiful experience at our church last weekend. I mean, we had a prayer service at the end of our regular service, and it was beautiful. I mean, I went up to the altar just to pray by myself, and I felt a tap on my shoulder, and I turned around, and I had about four or five people standing over me, um, praying over me, and... They asked if they could pray for me. They didn't even ask for a specific prayer request. I feel like I've been called to do something that I'm having some fear about. And my fear is just rooted in my lack of self-like worth. You know, just you're being called to do something, Allison, but you don't feel good enough for it. You don't feel equipped enough for it. And my one of my sisters in Christ just she put her hand on my chest and she prayed over me and she prayed exactly <laughs> the words that I needed to pray up at that altar to surrender, you know, that stronghold of just self-doubt and self-worthlessness that I struggle with often. Yeah. Um, and we had a man he was shouting and he was crying and, oh, he was speaking in tongues. And it was beautiful. It wasn't chaotic at all. It was a beautiful move of the Holy Spirit. And so I know there's so much skepticism out there. Um, and I just think, you know, Michelle and I talk so much about spiritual things. And I tend to talk more about dark spiritual things, you know, like the enemy and his minions, I guess, if you want to say that. But um. We ought to expect beautiful spiritual things, too. We ought to get used to seeing the good. Like, once your eyes are open to the spiritual realm, the good really comes alive, even if you're like me and you're a little more focused on the bad and the dark, you know? Yeah. So. Well, it's good to know what you're up against. It's good to understand the enemy that we are warring against and we're called to fight against and to battle and to know that we need the Holy spirit active in our lives to be able to carry out the gospel and to fight for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because like you've said so many times we are in a seed war, Mm -hmm. right? And um, as we come closer and closer to the end of the age, the war is ramping up. We all know that. Yeah. Um, and so there's more, there's more going to be required of us if we're going to endure it and mm-hmm. faithfully fight it. And Jesus said, the gates of hell will not be able to withstand his church, his bride. So he's going to give we, us what we need. He is. And we know the ending to the story, right? That's what so many Christians say. It's kind of cliche. We know the end to this story, but I think so often we forget as Christians that our job here is to take as many with us as we can. Yeah, That's our job. We should have a heart for the lost and we should constantly be seeking to build the kingdom of God. And if we're focused on that, it really helps us not be so focused on ourselves and all of these other things that are going on around us that are completely out of our control. Yeah. So. Amen, sister. Yeah, we do always say, well, we know the end. We don't have to worry. We know that Jesus wins, God wins. But sometimes I think we forget that we are to play a huge part in that. 
Yeah. That we are um, his family and his bride for a reason. And we are here for such a time as this. Yeah. Amen. Well, we hope that this encourages everybody and that you too will pray for revival in, in your heart, in your home, and in your local community and church. What if we all did that, right? What if we all prayed? We interceded. Oh, just rain down on us, you know, just let your spirit fall on us. Pour it out, Lord. There's a song that they used to sing when I was a kid and I've been wanting to hear it. Um, talking about that Holy Spirit rain falling down on us. On us. We sang that at church on Sunday, actually. The former and the latter rain. That's what it, uh-huh. that uh-huh. one? Yep. Yep. Good. It gets me every time. It was, and I'm not talking about the weather. I want yep. that Holy Spirit rain falling <laughs> down on us. <laughs> yep. It's good. That should be our prayer. Yep. Well, thanks for talking with me, Michelle. It was a nice little little chat that we've got. We should do more of these where they're unplanned. Yeah. Or maybe not. Sometimes I just talk crazy and I go off on all these crazy crazy tangents when I don't have, a, you know, my notes in front of me. <laughs> no, it was good. You encouraged me today. Good. You did me too. I hope you have a good day. Okay. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye.